This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Men is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. On the next Back to You, my partner Steve Baskerville tells us about a fascinating neighborhood character from his youth, the legend of the broom man. And we will complain, although we have very little to complain about, but it's what we do, so we'll whine about common neighborhood routines. That's Back to You, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an OPI show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey. Live again, man. Two weeks in a row. Fantastic. Make the trip to the studio. Ready to rock. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Your yeah. wife's in the kitchen. Yeah, I know. Kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> watch the uh, Watch the... The female well, joke. I had, I had yeah. like three pages of vagina jokes now that I can't do. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's crimping the style. There's no question about it. But she made a really, really nice breakfast platter. No, she didn't. You know what? That's my mom. My mom is the only one that'll do that for you. Well, we can do. Can we just move the show back to your mom? We could. We we may have to because uh, I don't know if I've told you this, but the next door neighbors here are going to put an addition to their house now. Oh, great. So uh, they're going to be digging a hole and, you know, putting stuff up and hopefully it won't be too loud. So they're just doing it to get back at you for your <laughs> maybe. Right. right. Maybe Th- they have no interest in building <laughs> anything. It's just we're going to get those comforts. Uh, so. You know, I, you know what I've noticed? Um, well, we had a, a Zoom call last night with our buddies mm-hmm. and we talked to an old college friend of ours, Phil Manicki, mm-hmm. and he is the first person I've talked to throughout this whole thing who is losing weight. Losing weight, right. He uh, said he's lost like 50 pounds. Right, he's on the keto diet. Right. Which at first I thought he said a keto, meaning, yeah. you know, he's in some martial arts thing. Right, but, slight, slightly racist. <laughs> 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 but it makes me think that uh, there must be some investment opportunities uh, to for people who want to make money on the fact that at, when this all ends, we're all going to be fat. Well, you know, mutual funds, you'll, you you can invest in like, you know, sins, right? Like tobacco or alcohol or whatever. There's mutual funds that you can actually, or just like different classes of industries, you know, like the automotive industry or whatever. I think obesity, right? A mutual fund that is just purely. I think so. Banking on obesity. Yeah. Like diabetes drugs, right? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, arthritis, you know, uh, gout, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, fabric. We're going to need right. more of it. <laughs> to, <you> know. <laughs> right. I know I'm wearing more fabric. <laughs> Stretchy things. <Yeah. laughs> elastic. Right. Elastic. Uh, an elastic company, right? Uh, uh, Photoshop to doctor your your pictures on you know, Tinder. I, I, you know what else I, I was going to mention is, and a little, uh, a little offended by this. Uh-huh. Um, I also, you know, was a late arriver on the Zoom call, and everyone was pointing out that I looked a little bloated, <laughs> which sounds very much like a Dave Stern line <laughs> that was fed to everyone before I got there. Um, 
Well, Zoom adds 10 pounds. Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, I do right. not remember uh-huh. actually using the word bloaty. I'm not uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. denying it. Uh-huh. Okay. It sounds very much like yeah. me. Yeah. But you look actually really good. To, I think it's because you're wearing an extra, extra large shirt. I am not wearing an extra, extra large really? shirt. No. This is just a plain old large shirt. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe... Have you lost weight during... No, I definitely have not lost weight. <laughs> but I don't like the word bloated. All right. Let's let's just do our show here. We've got yeah. a great show today, yeah. right? Yes, we do. We uh, have... Go ahead. Uh, uh, Roger Badish, who's a badass. He is. Uh, he's an author. Right. He's a newsman. He's a uh, former educator. Uh, boy, he's... he's an, have you noticed we're bringing a lot of like Renaissance men onto the show and women? Yeah, and not only that, he's an author, one of our authors as well. And I get a little—I don't know—I um, don't know what the word is—intimidated by these authors that we have that have accomplished so much more in their lives than us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they're going to listen to this. All right, let's do so. Let's do some minutia. Yeah. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, so what do we got? So, you know, you and I are of a certain age. <laughs> yes, we right? are. Uh, and when you get to our age, you tend to get a little judgy about people. And from this point on, pretty yeah, much, right. right? I mean, we yeah. are in the... Yeah, we are in the judgy phase. Yeah, no right? question. And especially judgy about the younger generation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, let's be honest, they're entitled. Yeah. Right, they're lazy. They spend yeah. all their time on their, you know, on their phones, right? right? Yeah. You know, yeah. when we were kids, we didn't, you know, we didn't have cell phones, yeah, right? Yeah, we spent our time watching TV all day. <laughs> right. Uh, but every once in a while, a kid comes along and, you know, it gives me some hope for the future a go-getter yeah somebody who you look at and you're gonna go you know what i think we're gonna be okay <laughs> all right yeah i want to introduce you to a, a a kid named thomas d martini okay okay now did thomas d martini cure cancer no 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 he didn't did he raise money for underprivileged kids to buy books or anything like that no no but what he did do is he got the mississippi governor tate reeves to say something very funny during a statewide virtual graduation ceremony. And I sent you the audio. Yeah, I see it right here. Okay, pl- All right, here play, play it, please. All right, here we go. Gavin Christopher Davis, Grayson Doss, Harry Ashcraft. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> Harry Ashcraft. Yeah, so so what <laughs> What our hero, Thomas DeMarti, did, he, uh, Martini did, is he somehow got... Harry, the name Harry Ascrack, included in the lists of graduates for Tate's alma mater, which was Florence High School. That okay? is so great. And the best part, and it may not have come through on the audio, is he realized right after he said it. The governor. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. He's like, uh, boy. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but, he, but, but he has shown some good humor, and he's joked about it afterwards, and he... Um, he, 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 he joked that he might congratulate Ben over, Ben Dover, you know? And <laughs> okay. So he's, right. he gets it. And Harry's, um, submitter has a bright future as a Simpsons writer, but yeah. I want to <laughs> mention something. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, I tried to contact Thomas. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I found his contact information. Yeah. yeah. No response. Yeah. I think he <laughs> might be in big trouble. <laughs> he might be grounded uh, for the rest of the year. Now. Um, Harry Ascrack works in Mississippi, obviously. Of course. Right. Yeah. It's a Caucasian yeah. You know, yeah. name, right? Sure. And, and, you know, Harry and his cousin Seymour yeah, Ascrack, it's fine, yeah. right? But 
Mississippi doesn't have generally a particularly diverse. Now, again, I'm judgy. Yes, I'm you are. I'm becoming a little judgy here. But so. Oh, boy. Where are you going with this? <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're gonna to go to a part where you're going to feel uncomfortable oh, here. Oh, boy. Um, but, I, you know, I'm thinking that there are some states, different governors. Yeah. You know, that have more diverse cultures uh-huh. should have different fake names. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for instance. All right. I just Before you <laughs> start here, I just want to point out this is David Stern. Saying this. <laughs> okay. So, let's say it's a Muslim population. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Anita Hanjab. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Uh, Hispanic. Yeah. Klee Taurus. Oh, wow. Uh, Asian Dang Ling Wang. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 um, French Hugh G. Dildo. <laughs> oh, my God. This is uh, so bad. Okay. Eliz- Elizabethan, because obviously there's a lot of Elizabethan. Uh-huh. Uh, Ophelia Cox. Okay. And, All and my, right. My favorite German. Okay. Yeah. I'm a butt munch. <laughs> so uh, again, that's David Stern. Oh come on, it's just a joke. But you know, uh, you could write for this show because uh, here we go. This is this is a kind of a collection of some of the Simpsons guys doing this. All right, here we go. Uh, is IP Freely here? <laughs> hey everybody, IP Freely. Uh, Jock Strap. <laughs> hey guys, I'm looking for a Jock French. Strap. Phone call for Al. Alcoholic. <laughs> Is there an alcoholic here? Oliver Kozoff. Call for Oliver Kozoff. <laughs> hey, is there a butts here? See more butts? Hey, everybody, I want to see more butts. Uh, homosexual? Uh, come on, come on. One of you guys has got to be homosexual. My crotch. My crotch. Hey, has anybody seen my crotch lately? Uh, hey, everybody. I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. Uh, huge ass! Oh, somebody check the men's room for a huge ass. Uh, B.O. problem. B.O. problem. Come on, guys, do I have a B.O. problem here? Uh, Amanda Hugging Kiss? Hey, I'm looking for Amanda Hugging Kiss. Uh, why can't I find Amanda Hugging Kiss? Ivana Tinkle, Ivana Tinkle. All right, everybody, put down your glasses. Ivana Tinkle. I need a bath. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, Maya Buttreach. Oh, so you're looking for a Mr. Smithers, eh? First name Waylon, is it? You're a snotball? I don't get it. Telegram for Hey, Would You Cuddle Me? Hey, Would You Cuddle Me? Big guy in the back. Hey, Would You Cuddle Me? Hey, don't you try and prank me with a fake name. Chloe, find out all you can about I Made a Duty. <laughs> Does anyone there know I Made a Duty? Uh, has anyone here seen my enormous butt? I got a Drew P. Wiener here. Anyone expecting a Drew P. Wiener? I hold in my hand a Drew P. Wiener. Is there a mister, my friend, Sergey? First name, Olaf. Attention, everyone. Olaf, my friend, Sergey. Yuri Nader. Yuri Nader. Hey, my mouth is begging for a urinator. Text message for I am a wiener. As you can all see, I am a wiener. Moron. Uh, hey, guys, do I got a leaky bum? Come on, look at the stools. Uh, is there a leaky bum? Somebody check the rear. I know I got a leaky bum. 
You know, this reminds me. Um, uh, first of all, we are. Uh, what age group are we? In? Yeah, I was going to say we're a couple of eight-year-olds here. Um, but this reminds me. Do you remember when I was working at Case Paper? Yes. And you would call. <laughs> yes. I'd leave messages. I would. And you would you would say uh, you know Bill Smith call <laughs> right. right? And then our reception would go. How do you spell that? You'd go. H V Z, the number sign X D F exclamation point, and then I would get one of those little yes. I would get one of those little pig slips with X D. She was not very bright. She was not very bright. That poor woman. Oh god, I had so much fun doing that. Uh, 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 All right, well. Our entire female audience has just left, but that's fine. I got a story that may bring him back. Okay. All right. This is a story out of Poland. A man is being fined between $1,200 and $7,300 for jumping into a bear enclosure at Warsaw Zoo and wrestling a bear. All right. Seems logical. Yeah. Now, he was not only arrested and charged for animal cruelty because, you know, wrestling a bear, but also... Not wearing a face mask. Did not have a face mask on. So that, that added to the fine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got fined for <laughs> breaking the COVID-19 regulations. Now, the thing, I, as I read this, first of all, this guy is obviously a complete yeah, looney tunes. Right, sure. <clears throat> but listen to the way uh, he did this. I mean, he's just pure luck. Pure luck that the bear that he attacked didn't. Is an old circus bear. Okay, so he, he's been around the block a few yeah, times. Yeah, she used to belong to a circus and is accustomed to the presence of people, but she absolutely did not expect a human attack, said the zoo person. <clears throat> Sabina is her name. She's an old bear. It was attacked by an adult man and physically came out of it unscathed, but she's very stressed. The bear is very stressed. Um, had one of the zoo's younger and less docile bears been present, the intruder would have, would have been, been, yeah. Yeah, he had been bear meat, basically. Right. <clears throat> but it reminds me of uh, of our radio days, <laughs> Dave, when, <clears throat> when when Dave and I first started looking for jobs as a, as a duo, we would send out these resumes, and <clears throat> in, the, in the description of the things that we could do, one of the things that we always put in there is wrestle bears. We, we'd be happy to wrestle bears wherever we go. It was the recession, Rick. It was hard to get jobs back then. <sighs> and so, you know, it just makes me feel better that we could have actually done that. Well, you know. I mean, this guy was 23. We were 23. Yeah, we could have. Well, didn't Chet Kopic wrestle Chet a bear? Chet Kopic actually wrestled a bear. But they doped him. They, 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 right. For those of you who think wrestling is <laughs> fake, regular, bear wrestling is really fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The the bear was uh, doped up mm-hmm. and uh, was taught a move like a wrestling move. Uh, so, so he would always win. The bear would always win, but uh, he would figure out a way to to get underneath the bear, and then the bear would land on him in a way that wouldn't hurt him. Chet, Chet it, would. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he was pinned every time by the bear after he went around the studio <laughs> going. I'm going to beat this bear, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, like they do in the wrestling yeah. thing. Uh, that man, I miss that man. Actually, it's too. about a year ago, right? Or yeah. a little. little uh, yeah, yep. Rest so, in peace. So <clears throat> people uh, tuning into the, this uh, this program and like it, you know, we're just one of many shows mm-hmm. on the uh, Radio Misfits Podcast Network on the Opie Show uh, banner. Uh, Mother Show. Oh, well, Lasano and Friends yeah. is a just a great show, and they are 
doing a vintage Lozano, and you were just on a vintage. It's now it was up for a couple of weeks. The already? yeah, I was on one with uh, Ryan uh, Chevalrini was on there, and <clears throat> Jennifer Weigel. I listened back to it. That was a really good one. Uh, but I really, really encourage everybody to check out all of our shows yeah. on uh, com, and especially. Lasano and friends that they're running the vintage it's like the golden age of radio yeah Rick. he's got jack benny <laughs> on one of the shows i believe any young men yeah rochester yeah they have uh <laughs> yeah. grace and grace uh, and and george burns yeah right um and yeah. he he has ventriloquist actually ventriloquists on radio oh my god oh, i could be a ventriloquist oh, on radio Not another one what a great bit you know it it has happened Edgar Bergen did it for many, many years. Yeah. How did you know if his lips were moving? It's on radio. <laughs> I never quite understood that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So, All right. So anyways. I want to get a uh, mime on our show. No. We're not. We've talked about this. Yeah, we're, we're not doing the mime. Um, <clears throat> but we do have uh, time for another feature here before we bring in our guest. And if I can find the audio, which here it is. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and then uh, I tell the story of having met that celebrity. And And this is the first time we have done this. We're going back to to the old. We're going back to live, pulling it out, and giving it to me. That sounded bad. Hey, uh, Ben Dover will be our guest. Uh, uh, Den- oh, this is a good one. I don't. Uh, Dennis Dean. Droopy Wiener. Droopy Wiener. Um, <clears throat> Dennis DeYoung, Sticks. Chicago okay. native. I have many stories about Dennis. He was. So actually, he just came out with a new song. I don't mm-hmm. know if you did. You yeah, see I did that? say it on Facebook. With uh, Julian Lennon. He, he does a. Oh, a duo. that I didn't yeah. know. Oh, it's really good. Um, it's you know, a little sappy, but uh, Dennis was always a little <coughs> sappy. He was the he was the lady, right. babe, lady, right? Um, which you know, I still love those songs. Mm-hmm. Sticks and, was my, I think one of my first records I ever got was a Sticks record. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of Sticks records. Actually, I heard an interview of Dennis the other day, and he had a, uh, a piano mm-hmm. with him, and he said his uh, favorite uh, his favorite comedian of all time was Jerry Lewis. And he started playing the intro of Lady. And then instead of the singing Lady, oh, he I, said, hey, Lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually pretty funny. He's a what? funny guy. But so we used to invite him to all of our uh, Loop Christmas parties when I worked at the, at the Loop. And before the night was over, he would get up on stage and start playing. And then we had, you know, Brandmeier was there and Brandmeier was a drummer. Steve Dahl was there and Steve Dahl was a... Uh, a guitar player, no, I didn't. and we'd you know it. All of a sudden, we'd have uh, a band playing, an all-star there. band. Yeah, it's like Asia. Yeah, Scott Dirks, who was our overnight guy, he uh, he played the harp, mm-hmm. you know, the harmonica, mm-hmm. and they would just go riffing. And those 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 Christmas parties used to be so much fun. I think radio stations um, are really you know thriving place that they're going to spend a lot of money now on Christmas parties. They they? spent a fortune on those parties, I'm telling you. No, they're not. Well, we were talking, like we were mentioning a few minutes ago, with Phil Manicki. Yeah. I mean, that guy is a radio legend in Chicago and uh, just got whacked. Just got let... It's a tough time in the media business. Which is, you know, uh, not to get political, but you know how uh, certain 
politicians are saying that the media is pushing this COVID thing yeah. to get back at the president somehow. <laughs> right. If they were doing that, which would be moronic, why, uh, you know, why would they be doing something that is killing their own yeah, industry? Right. Although radio has been known to kill their own industry. Well, that's a good I mean, remember when Syria, the, the, all the satellite networks were coming out? Yeah. And they were taking tons of money and advertising from them that were basically yeah. advertising a product that was going to kill their product. <laughs> uh, yes. That's that a is. Jenkins. That's a radio Jenkins move. Yeah, it really. Not is. funny. Yeah. So. As it turns out, not so much. All right. Well, we've got Roger Baddish uh, in the wings here, so let's uh, make sure we go get him. Um, and uh, we'll be right back after this. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Aaron Freeman. I wrote the most popular physics-based eulogy in the history of the internet. <laughs> wow, that is and very I'm, specific. Right, that's a niche. <laughs> that is a real niche. <laughs> I'm just saying. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an Opie show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> and friends would like to personally extend an invitation to you to join our 2020 graduation ceremony. And we'll be talking about some pancakes that are eaten in the middle of the street in Florida. As well as PETA's new attack on Animal Crossing. All that and more on this week's episode of And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. He's a broadcaster, PR man, educator, and for several years a mayoral spokesperson for the first ever female mayor of Chicago and the first ever African-American mayor of Chicago. Please welcome to the show the author of The Unplanned Life, Roger Baddish. Roger. Well, thank you for thank coming Thank you very on. much, gentlemen. So I think I think I know the answer to this, Roger. But what made you call your memoir "The Unplanned Life"? Um. Well, there's two stories. Okay. Uh, one one is the story of having a a sudden brainstorm uh, in trying to come up with a title, and then the story that I'm sticking with is what happened afterwards when I thought about the reasons for it. Okay. And while everything that happened in my life may appear as though it was planned, nothing was planned. Right. Um, you know, I had a lot of jobs. I worked in this field. I worked in that field. And somebody just looking from the outside would say, you know, wow, he's done a lot with his life. That kid's got his, and, his act together. He's got spunk, that kid. <laughs> yeah. He's got well, moxie. Look, he's, he's got moxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just showed our age with the oh, moxie word, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish I could say it was moxie. It was like, holy crap, I need a job. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it really was that. And it's like, okay, look around and hey, let me call this person or call that person. or uh, it, it really was unplanned, especially when I would leave one job and go to the next. In other words, leaving one job, whether I did it voluntarily, whether the position was cut, uh, whether the program was shut down, whatever the reason I left, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't. They planned it. I didn't. Right. And and so the man's always bringing you know, it down. 
And, and, and I think... Or in this yeah, case, bringing yeah. him up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... And I think most people's lives are like that, especially if you, you move around from job to job for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually... I, I've talked to my kids about this because they're all, you know, adults now, basically. Uh, young adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, you, you're not picking a career for your life. Right. You just need yeah. something. You just need to work at something. And you're going to you have no idea where it's going to take you from here. Yeah. But on the other hand, I uh, started working in the paper business <laughs> okay. in 1989. So you're saying they should think about it. A little <laughs> right. Bit. And I was there for 25 <laughs> years, you know. So. Uh, hey, Roger and I worked in radio. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just as good. Yeah. <laughs> talk, about, talk about a job that's not guaranteed. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How many radio stations in three and a half years in Vegas? I think I worked at almost every radio station one one of them twice <laughs> so, so that's the worst profession i always used to tell my students uh find something you really love doing get real good at it and try to get a job in that and also told the ones who said oh i want to do what you do in radio and i go okay except for that except for that i want to be a well, betamax salesman <laughs> <laughs> well my dad always used to tell me because he was very successful in life insurance sales very mm-hmm. successful and he said don't, don't get into sales yeah I never listen to my dad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody does. I can tell you that no. for uh, for for a fact. <laughs> you, you you know you had mentioned how many you know how many stations you were you've been on and in uh, you're on WGN now and one right. of the just the institutions of Chicago is um, mm-hmm. Rick Hogan, right? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. love Rick Hogan and he's been great to us and he's just. First of all, he's got the greatest delivery of any radio. Yeah, his voice is unbelievable. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's just fantastic. Um, how is it? You know, you've worked with him for a long time, and yeah, in the you know in the process, you've met a lot of people. But what's it? What's it like? Work, you know, the, the, working with Rick, and how has he helped you? With the book, you know, the writing process. You know, I mean, he's like a, one of the best writers in Chicago. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, if I could be one one thousandth the writer that he is um i'd sell a few more books i'll tell you that you're doing Um, fine you're doing fine your publisher is happy you're doing fine well that's wonderful you warmed the cockles of my heart um rick uh kogan um he's like the uncle older brother best friend, hangout person uh, you could probably find. Um, I think the key to his success, his career, his personality, uh, his character is something that we get told in communication classes all the time. Listen. He listens. Yeah. He hears every word, every emotion, every idea. And even if he kind of jumps in on the middle of whatever you're saying, it's because he knows where you're going. Or he's he's like a listener on the other side of the dial 
who is asking the same question. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he, you are so relaxed with him. You you get caught up in his enthusiasm yeah. for whatever it is that he's interviewing you about. Yeah. And, um, and he somehow is enthusiastic about everything, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. It, because it, it, he's like a child yeah. who's discovering everything for the first time. And that's real, too. And that's a, that's genuine. It's genuine in Rick. It's not like a, 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 a manufactured thing. I mean... The exactly. other the other thing is he actually reads the the, the books. books that that, yeah, like yeah. if you're an yeah. author going on his show, he's actually read your book, right? Which is a nice yeah. nice change. And he of may be the only uh, one who does. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> but if, if people can see, um, I know we have cameras in the studios, but it's hard to see this, especially if you're not on the internet watching um, the broadcast. But he has earmarks and tabs and underlying things and highlighted things right. in everyone's book that he has brought for the interview. He and you can hear it in his his interviewing. It's like, you know, on page forty eight, right. halfway down, you say and he quotes it. And he knows what he wants to ask you. He's already focused in on for the amount of time that he has with a uh, interview, usually only twenty minutes. Right. If that. Um he knows the juicy stuff that he wants to highlight and and get out of you Uh, and you get lost and you just start talking beyond what's in the book yeah Uh, yeah and what what i love is when he says something like that to an author and the author goes Oh, did I write that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's real. Wow, that's that's great. What, what page was that on again? Oh, God, I am a really yeah, right. good writer. <laughs> My editor missed that one. I'm sorry. Uh, so you're a uh, Southern Illinois guy, right? Yeah. Uh, you're, you yeah. Know. SIU Carbondale. Do you know what a Saluki is? Yes, I do. It's uh, an well, Egyptian dog. No, well, actually, we thought it's Japanese for low oh. ACT score. Oh, 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 mic drop, you buddy. Oh. Scores, huh? oh. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh. That was a gut shot. But seriously, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> wow. But seriously, folks. Uh, there are a, Southern Illinois is actually a great school for communication. Hey, listen, yes. they just got picked 22nd in the nation for the football team. Oh, did oh. they really? For the fall, coming out of the fall, yeah. For, for right. the season, that's never going to well, happen. But you two, know, what is what? It's the rank. It's two A or something like that. It's the smaller schools, right? Well, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. But yeah. There, there's a lot of great broadcasters from oh, yeah. Southern Illinois. Oh yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about the rich history of the Salukis behind the mic, which is our <laughs> book that I think I just I just wrote a title on a book. You just wrote a book, yeah, <laughs> yeah. behind uh, the mic. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I think after writing this book with as, as many stories that I had to <clears throat> edit out um, uh, of the original manuscript. Can I, can I just uh, say before I, you continue there, uh, the first time yes. that uh, when Roger first turned in the manuscript, I believe it was 357,000 words. <laughs> right, right. Which is about three Give times longer than any manuscript I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember when you told me that, and I said, wait, is that a long book? Yeah. And I actually went online to look up the length of books. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm oh. like, 
okay, no, that one's, you know. Uh, War and Peace? Oh, it's right. longer than War and <laughs> right. Peace? Right. Yeah. You know? And then I said, wait a minute, let me check the length of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Uh, you know, we loved your Pinewood Derby story, but we really didn't need to put it in. You know what I'm saying? I know. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, I didn't plan to win, but I won. I'm plan thing, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, SIU, um, uh, it's, it may seem like it's a small school. It may seem like, yeah, you know, everybody goes to SIU Carbondale. And if you can't get in there, go to Edwardsville, you know. They'll take you. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, surprisingly, there are two schools down, actually four schools, four of the, you know, majors that are top rated in the country. One is the agricultural. Yeah. The other is the aviation school. Yep. The other is the business school where the students by their senior year are actually trading on Wall Street. Um, oh. And then there's the mom send more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Mom always wondered why I was asking for money every four days. Yeah. You know, wait a minute, I sent you a hundred bucks. What the hell? What, are you buying beer and, and uh, peanuts? What's going on? Those are expensive beers and peanuts. Uh, no. Um, uh, the broadcasting school, one of the top five in the nation. Yeah, it's really good. Back when I was going, and it is still top-notch. Yep. It is still big. Uh, since I've been there, uh, I think their government studies uh, has come up as one of the top in the nation also. Um, and government was my minor at the time. Uh, but it, that that major has grown exponentially in prestige um and uh and uh ranking in the nation i think it's the seymour simon uh or paul simon excuse me seymour simon that's another politician paul simon um uh school of government or something like that so it's it's a very prestigious thing now okay Uh, paul simon big states uh of course former uh, senator uh, politician right and seymour simon your chicago politician that I think now I can't remember with all the edits if I if that part's in the book or not. But my Rick Hogan would uh, know. Let's just say it's in there. Yeah, I know I would. My grandfather and my uncle. Um, <laughs> one day Simon was driving by. I said back when he was uh, um, uh, working in Chicago politics before he went on to state uh, politics, uh, and it was an election day. And the story in the family is that he drove by and my uncle and grandfather were standing out in front of the, the uh, precinct office or a polling place and yelled at him, hey, we stole more votes for you. Something like that. <laughs> That's, <Exactly>. nice. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. The, the, the cover of your book um, is is a picture of you trapped in your car on Lakeshore Drive during a horrific blizzard a few years back. Now, I think I think that was the day, honestly, Roger, that I started following your career more closely. I heard some of your reports on GN that day, and I mean, you got trapped. I mean, you were trapped. You had to abandon your car. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? What happened that day? Well, a lot of people think that I was just stupid for taking the drive, um, and there was a little bit of that. Um, but um, I knew the storm was coming. I knew how bad it was going to be, and. Uh, 
uh, I was teaching at the time. My full-time job was teaching. I worked at GN at the time on Friday nights, uh, overnight. And the school, Chicago Public Schools, in their grand wisdom, knowing what they knew then, uh, kept us in school. 95% of the students were already ditched out by noon, and about 70% of the teachers had somehow disappeared uh, from the building. But I, in my grand wisdom and in my determination to fulfill my duties as a teacher. It's for the kids. Like an idiot, like an idiot. Stay. I had, I think by the end of the day, I had two kids. And I'll tell you why I have two kids. They feared for their grade. Okay. Because I gave credit for students coming to class. That was 50% of their grade. So Uh... I had a lot of students who, you know, had me at the end of the day and all their friends were gone already. He says, if I leave, uh, Badish is going to kill me. I need these points. Yeah, old man Badish right. is after us again. Well, you think he could have uh, given us the points anyways because it's the worst blizzard in Chicago well, history, I, but now I got to stay I with hope Badish. he gets trapped on Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. And I did. Thank you for wishing that on me. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you were doing reports uh, on WGN. You were calling in. You're like, hey, yeah, uh, we're we're stuck. The, no one's moving. And then didn't mm-hmm. something happen to your car, too? Did you have, like, all of a sudden you had yeah, car the car problem? died. The car died. Yeah, the car, yeah. The, out of nowhere, about five, six guys showed up on the drive. Now, this was at a curve heading north, just almost at Belmont. If you remember the history of that event, the the main cause of the backup at that point was one of those articulated buses was trying to get off at Belmont and jackknifed. So right. it blocked the exit. And if you know Belmont going northbound, especially during rush hour, um, you know that that's a very busy exit. Everyone's trying to get off at Belmont for some reason. I don't know why. I was going further north. I I get off at Hollywood, the very end of the north side of the drive. And so we got stuck in this long line of cars that I I always describe it as a snake because it's snake from the right side of the drive all the way over to the median, and no one could get through. It it was like a phalanx of cars blocking everyone behind them. Uh, That bus that you may have seen pictures of that was trapped on the drive, regular bus, Afterwards, Tribune showed some pictures of, like, snow just swept in through it and had drifts in it. And there were actual people on that that many of them got off uh, uh, when when the CTA brought another bus on the other side of the drive. They got off of that bus onto the bus with me and others to go to the hospital. Um, so, so we had passed all of that, and I almost snuck through, but I got caught. So... We're sitting there getting pelted by these ice missiles. Because right, um, Lake off Michigan, Lake Drive. Lake yeah, Michigan Lake was uh, like an angry beast that day. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I had guessed in one report, I was saying 50 mile an hour winds. And the next day I checked the winds, of course, the, the one and only Tom Skilling, verified that it was 50 miles an hour. I had only taken a guess at the time. <laughs> uh, my high school weather class, uh, climatology class, I, uh, for some reason I remembered stuff like 
you know, if the tree is falling on you in the wind, the wind's probably 50 miles an hour or stronger. And so that's what I looked at. There's a tip um, for you young broadcasters. <laughs> so we, these guys appeared out of nowhere, which is weird. At that bend, you have on your right side the lake and some parkland. But on the left side are some uh, uh, tennis courts and a very long park, wide park, before you can get to a street if you're going west from that curve in the drive. So these guys appeared out of nowhere because they would have had to have walked through head-high snow in that park. Uh, There's no way they could have gotten through, but they did. I don't know how. Angels. These guys (laughs) appeared, and they're starting to move cars back and forth, rocking the cars, and people are driving, and a couple of people get out, they get over to my car. Now I'm right, right up against the median. And so they start pushing the car, but they're pushing it into the median. <laughs> and they so took your I, wallet, I and they took your hubcaps, <laughs> and his clothes. They took the catalytic, yeah. the catalytic converter. The intake manifold. You know. Where the hell's the intake manifold? They took everything. They took everything. The, the car is a shell sitting on the concrete. So... So they pushing me back and forth. I'm yelling out at the camera. I said, push the other way. Push the other way. And, I'm Roger Baddish. And- <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard my reports with that's the 50-mile-an-hour winds? Oh, that's another story. You're the guy that, who left and night. made the students come into school today. Yeah, right. You're badass Baddish. <laughs> oh, we know who you are. We're going to push you into the media. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Deal with this, sucker. Yeah. Um, so they, I'm rocking. I'm trying to move the car in reverse and drive with how they're pushing the car. They meant well, but then all of a sudden the, the engine just died. It, it overheated, something happened, it just died, and they left. <laughs> <laughs> they walked away, well, this guy's done, boom, and they moved on to yeah. somebody you else. You win a few, you lose a few, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so the car died, and then my phone died because I'd been recharging it. <laughs> Oh so God. it ran out of, well, you know about electrical appliances sure. in, in extreme cold, they don't hold a charge. Yeah. It's so classic Ohm's law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the uh, the phone finally died, and I guess, since I also couldn't listen to the radio, I guess that um, uh, that that kind of scared some people. Yes. Uh, Steve yes. and Johnny were on, and they couldn't get a hold of me, and they were worried, and a lot of people were, and I was too, because uh, now we're in a cold car. I'd already been outside in the snow, so and I was not dressed for this kind of weather. I had a my winter jacket, but winter is a, a discretionary term when it came to the jacket I had on, um, and I didn't have you know boots on or anything, because we expected to get, I, I had one of my fellow teachers, I was driving home. Um, and we expected to just pop into the car, get home, pop inside. We, we weren't dressed for, you know, sloshing through two feet of snow uh, with fifty mile an hour winds blowing in our face. You know what, Roger? So I'm we gonna, were I'm going to I'm going to uh-huh. do I'm going to do a, a tease right here. All right, this is okay. This is all for right. all the people who uh, want to read this book. Right. We're not going to tell you how this story ends because yeah. you have to read it. Right. Did he survive? Yep. Maybe we he don't didn't. know. He, he could might, be dead. He might not have survived. <laughs> right. Because right. it was a very this scary. It was recorded. 
You are not back, listening right. now. We're doing a tease right. of the unplanned life, which is at Eckhart'sPress.com. Okay. Right. And the only way that people are going to find out the answer to what happened in mm-hmm. this story is by reading mm-hmm. that book. And purchasing it with a valid credit card That's at Eckhart'sPress.com. That's uh, right. And hey. if he survived it, he might autograph it. He would absolutely I autograph think he will. it. Yeah. I think he will. So, or, or the publisher will just forged it and forged it. They sure no one will know. I hear wow. you guys have a lot of experience. <laughs> that we have never Ix-nay. done that. Ix- we have never Nay. done that. Uh, uh, Roger, we really appreciate you <laughs> taking some time out. I know this is a little early for you, yeah, right. um, but oh, uh, please, but we... I've been up since seven. Okay, had my coffee, my toast, okay, my my vitamins. I'm raring to go. Right. Well, thanks for being on the show, and uh, and if people want to hear you on WGN Radio, you're on when now? Uh, uh, the time my regular shift starts Sunday nights, five o'clock. Um, and uh, that's why I'm on with Rick, uh, Karen Conti, um, and uh, Raleigh James is on now, filling in on Sunday nights uh, for a while. Uh, Nick DeGilio comes on. I'm on with him, and uh, and then I fill in whenever they need me. Sounds great. Uh, thanks for being Excellent. on. Thanks for being on the show, Roger. We really love thanks, the book. Guys. We love the book and appreciate you giving us the opportunity to publish it, my friend. Hey, guys, it's been a pleasure working with you. Uh, wonderful working with you. You've held my hand all along the way. Oh, and uh, I think, well, I mean, you know, my wife got a little upset when it was, you know, 11 o'clock <laughs> at night. You're still holding my hand. But, um, uh, you know, seriously, uh, great job. Thank you so much. Uh, oh. This would not have happened without you guys. And I keep blaming him, and I'm going to keep blaming him, Rick Kogan, um, for, uh, for this actually coming out. Uh, would never have happened without you guys. Thank well, you so much. Thanks, Roger. Be safe, buddy. We'll talk. Have a good one. Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Roger. It's a, a nice man. He is a nice man. <clears throat> you know, I have uh, uh, had the pleasure of being on the radio with him a couple of times on WG. He's got a great voice. He's got yeah. a better voice than you do. I know. He's he's more of a broadcaster yeah. than me. Journalist. Uh, you know, We're it, journalists. This, is one of, this is one of the clean shows on... on uh, on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And uh, by clean, I mean... We've washed our hands. And everything is wiped down. Right, right. And we and wash our hands of any lawsuits, too. <laughs> Just make sure, while you're sitting at home anyway, Opie Show is what you want to be listening to, right? Uh, if you want to find us, tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify, or you can also uh, go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits or any of the other shows. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Manushaman. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about cool cars that have hidden headlights and the social aspects of zebra crosswalk behavior. Wait, what? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we discuss how soccer is doing now that it's returned to the Bundesliga. We'll look at advantages and disadvantages, home field advantage, the adding of crowd noise, and even cardboard cutouts. All that and unlimited tangents about soccer, because that's the way we roll on Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.